think I thought this really stuck out, and maybe you've talked about it ad nauseum. You had an eating disorder as a teenager. I did. Yeah. How did that develop, and how did you get through that, or, or at least have the wherewithal to get help? To be honest, I, I, I still don't know what uh, kind of kickstarted it and, and why. If I look back, and I've kind of thought on this for years now, it's I wanted to have some sort of control in my life. And I think at 14, 15 years old, that's the only control that I could find the ability to create. And it started really just slowly pulling calories back and then monitoring what I was eating. I wasn't tracking calories by any means, but it was just like, you know, for example, okay, I'm going to lunch in school. Today, I'm just gonna get like a sandwich, an orange and a water. And then a few weeks later, I would take the bread off that sandwich. And then a few weeks later after that, I would take the cheese off that sandwich. And then I was eating like maybe a slice of the meat and the water and throwing the orange away. So I, I wasn't tracking calories, but I was slowly eliminating the amount of food in my diet. And I was doing this for a long period of time where my family started recognizing that I was essentially withering away. I had no energy. I couldn't show up to the sports that I was playing. So they were taking me to and from the hospital for months. And doctors were trying to figure out why I was losing weight. And they were putting me through all these tests and exams. And I knew deep down I was... I was starving myself, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it, it kept up like this for a long period of time of going to the hospital, doing a test, coming back, no, no results. They thought I had celiacs at one point. They thought I had a, a worm in my stomach at some point that I got from a, oh. a vacation in Mexico. I mean, I was to the point where we did this one test and they put a camera down in my stomach. The food from the day prior was still in my stomach. So oh, my geez. body's or organs were really just like shutting down essentially. And, uh, one day, my mom's, my mom's taking me to this hospital uh, for a doctor's appointment, and instead of, and it was a Hershey Medical Center in PA, and instead of going to the ER clinic area where we would normally go, turn left, we turned right into the outpatient uh, clinic center, and we pulled up this building and it said eating disorder clinic out front. And at that point, I was like, oh, fuck, like, yeah. they, they caught me. And now, uh, But in your head, can I ask you, when you in your head, were you... Um like, did you think you were doing the healthy things? Like, okay, I'm eliminating the bread. So like, you know what? I'm going to be fitter or whatever. Like, it, was there like a justification that you were going through? No, I, I didn't do it to be like fit or okay. healthy. It was just like this control of I wanted to be thinner and thinner and thinner. And I became afraid of food itself. Okay. And uh, I mean, I remember coming back from that, that appointment. I broke down just crying there because I, I was caught. And realizing I had to make a change in my life. And I walked into my, my parents' pantry and I knew I had to start eating more food. I pulled out this box of Pop-Tarts and I flipped it around. I remember seeing 400 calories in two Pop-Tarts. And I was thinking, well, this is more than I've eaten in a, a day for months. Yeah. And I, I remember eating these two Pop-Tarts and feeling extremely guilty. And it took me years to actually build like healthy eating relationships, you know, or have healthy relationships with food again. For years, it was really good. But I do find actually, while like, if I go into a very specific prep where I need to be a certain weight, it doesn't fully come back. But there's, I can feel these uh, these triggers happening again. Of like, I think it's a blessing and curse where I can control very well. I'm very disciplined, and uh, I can kind of manipulate that control to facilitate a certain outcome, whether performance, training, uh, diet business for example now in my life i have these like very healthy relationships with food and when i started talking about this i mean i didn't talk about it for years uh were you embarrassed here i was oh my extremely embarrassed extremely i mean even my grandparents like didn't know for years right and i finally decided to talk about it on social media maybe 10 years after it happened 10 12 years after it happened 
And uh, the response was amazing because not just from, you know, a lot of women, but men too, being like, dude, I needed this. Like I'm going through the same thing right now. And I mean, I remember there, there's been times where fathers have reached out to me because their kid is in a hospital with the same thing. And they're like, can you please just talk to them and, and give them some advice? And uh, it was crazy to realize how many people are actively going through something similar. Well, yeah, I think that that's part of it, right? Is that especially guys, many of them anyway, start to think that they shouldn't, uh, they shouldn't emote or they shouldn't explain what's going on in their lives. Like it's like, it's, it's a, sh a sign of weakness, right? Whereas I think what guys like you do is they show that it's okay to show a, be vulnerable, but also no one's perfect, right? Like people have flaws and like they have, they make mistakes and that's natural. So to see somebody that can overcome it and make themselves into a success, you know, even though they've had these past issues, I think is kind of the big thing. And that's, I really do love pointing that out because look, your, your resume speaks for itself. You know, you were, uh, it, look, you could stop me at any point if you want to interject anything, but you know, you were in the army, you went to, you were an infantry officer, you were a platoon leader stationed out of Texas, you went to ranger school, you went to airborne school. So you were definitely somebody with this discipline that was like, okay, you can, you know, you found a way to push through it. But my question is, uh, there's people now just in that situation where you were, even though maybe that was in your teens, that are still trying to find their way. And how do, it, it, it's like, some of them put it on themselves and not have the mental grit or the mental acuity or the mental fitness. How do you develop that? Like you said, you're disciplined, right? How can you develop that? Because you're somebody who has, you know, you started this company uh, in 2012 and it's become, it's grown into success. It's been around for a long time. It's a, most place, most companies, I've seen them come and go in this industry. Um, mm -hmm. So how do you do that? What is it that you do? Or like, is there any advice that you could give? Yeah, I think there's, there's a few things and a few approaches that, to go with this, you know, one, we've taken the approach of social media. Like my goal when I die is not like on my tombstone to say, Nick Bear was like this beast. He did this ultra marathon, built this business, so on and so forth. Like I want like me when I'm about to die, be known as a role model for kids, parents, people in general to like look at it. Okay, this is how I would like to live my life you know, to, to achieve a certain goal and be respected and placing discipline into your life. I think one, it starts with getting that first win. I'm a big fan of uh, Tim Grover, Grover's book, Winning. And he talks about like, you know, you're born with no wins. And sometimes you need that first win. And that first win is very challenging. And it can be a very, very small win, like tiny. But that first win is going to build a level of confidence. And then when you go after the second win, you're going to have to sacrifice more in terms of time, energy, money, resources, and it's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable, but the, the confidence you build from that second win is greater. And then over time, you, you, you gain a lot of wins. You also have a lot of losses, but with these wins, you also build this level of confidence. It's chasing after like, what is step one to get to the big goal? Because so many people are afraid of like, okay, I have this eating disorder. I want to be healthier again. I want to be better. That's a massive jump. Like, I knew that was going to be years and years and years. So the first thing I did is I came to my house and it's easier to say this now, 20 years later, you know, 15 years later, but like the first thing I did is I, I started eating again. I ate two pop tarts, 400 calories. I knew that wasn't going to solve the issue, but that was the first step and that was a win and it was very painful, but it was a win It built confidence and it got me to where I needed to be. And I think too many people look at it as like, I need to go from point A to point B, but there's so much in between point A and point B. And like with the content we're creating, it's helping them realize you just need to take that first small step because like we never want to position ourselves as the hero. Uh, and I learned this through Donald Miller's content and story brand. 
of like as soon as you position yourself as a hero, whether you're an athlete, a business, a brand, an influencer, whatever you are, you're unrelatable and you're almost unachievable. But when you position yourself as this guide and mentor, well, then people want to follow and join and it is very realistic. So that's how we always position, our, position ourselves in terms of the brand, the story and the content. So if, if I'm following you, you're, you're saying rearrange the circumstances to, to allow yourself to succeed. Meaning instead of looking at the helicopter view and saying, dude, okay, say you want to run an ultra marathon. Oh my God, I haven't run 500 miles in, or no, whatever. I haven't run 50 miles ever. What happened? Did you, did you lose a light? Uh, lights went out. I mean, we have a crazy storm here right now. I'm surprised <laughs> that my like, computer is still on. All right. But it's, it's, it's a crazy storm here in Texas. You're, you're saying instead of saying, okay, I got to run 50 miles or whatever, uh, I guess adventure race, maybe it's 500, maybe it's a th- whatever it is. Uh, you're saying, okay, I haven't run in five years, so why don't I run a mile tomorrow? Why don't I do that first? Like that's the first win. Yeah. And then slowly, brick by brick, you're building something to where you can build up to it. So you're, you're really giving yourself the opportunity to succeed rather than just saying, shit, man, I can't go that far. I can't run that. My legs don't work that way. <laughs> well, it's like we, we had an event at uh, HEB and Central Market, which are grocery stores this past weekend that our products are in. And there was a girl there that asked the question, you know, how do, how do, I, how do I start running? And my response was like, don't even look at it as a run. I'm like, say you want to go out for 10 minutes. Maybe it's a run and walk. Like run for 60 seconds and then walk for 60 seconds. And then run for 60 seconds and walk for 60 seconds. And like that is a win, that is running. When we showcase these marathons or ultra marathons through content, people think 100 miles. Like I can't even fathom 100 miles. First you need to get to the first checkpoint. Like mm-hmm. just get to the first checkpoint and then get to the second checkpoint. And uh, I've had these issues in, in life as a whole or races where you start the race and you already start thinking about the finish line. Like, oh, fuck, I can't wait to just cross the finish line. Well, Nick, you have 99 more miles to go. So let's just focus on miles one through five. That's like really soak that in because if we don't focus on those, we're not going to get to mile 40. Let me ask you, when you were, maybe you have a different um, you know, strategy now or you, you've developed something in me, or maybe it hasn't changed at all. I don't know. But was there a time when you were like, I don't know if I can do this. Um, and you kind of doubted yourself or you were starting to you're mentally, I guess you're starting to break down. I don't know. Like, what do you do at that point? How do you, how do you turn it around? How do you rebound? I mean, I never thought that my business would be to the size it is today. When I was in high school and even early college, like, I, there were so many things that I just didn't think were achievable in life. Like we grew up in a small town right outside of Hershey, Pennsylvania. My, my dad's parents were dairy farmers. My mom's side of the family was all military. So I thought I knew exactly where I was going to be in 10 years. To be honest, like, I thought right now in my life, I was going to be a chicken farmer in central Pennsylvania. Like, that was the goal. When I slowly kind of just like put myself out there and I started experiencing more, it was like, the first win I ever had in my life. It was between my junior and senior year of college. And up until this point in my life, I really didn't think there was like anything special I could do. And I went to the school for the military. It was called LDAC. And we got assessed with all the other Army ROTC cadets in the nation. And at the end of it, you were given your assessment. And this assessment told me, told you what you could do in the army. And if you would go active duty or not. And I, I went through this, this school it was 30, uh, 30 days, came back from it. And I had the highest evaluation yet. And that for me was like this massive confidence booster where I was like, Holy crap. Like someone actually thinks I'm exceptional at some, at something. I literally came back from that school. I started bare performance nutrition the next day. So I was like, if, if, if the army thinks I can 
actually do some things pretty well. Well, shit, I've always wanted to start this business. Let's just do it. So it was like the first steps I had to build like this small win and build this confidence. And over the years, it just built and built and built. And now I sit, you know, in our HQ and I'm thinking, what else can I do? And it's just, it's just that mindset of if there's something I really want to do, I'm going to do it. But 10 years ago, that was by no means the case. Right. It just comes to time and repetition. But when you, okay, but you can't win everything, right? So how do you, do you just take losses as part of life or just as a learning experience and then just build that on top of either getting that same goal done or do you adapt and try to do a different, like, I guess ultimately what I'm saying is as an athlete or a businessman, whichever one, maybe it's both, um, you know, when you come up short uh, of the goal that you've set, what happens then? Build, build a new plan. It's like, you know, I said uh, in 2020, 2021 that I wanted to, or 2020, I said I wanted to run a sub three hour marathon. And I thought it was gonna be a whole lot easier than it was. And I trained and I went out and ran for it and ran. And I put this out into existence. I put it into the world. And people made YouTube videos. There were articles on letsrun.com saying, Nick Bear's a fool. He's never gonna run a sub three hour marathon. I said, I'm gonna prove you wrong. So I went out and I ran Austin Marathon 2020 and I ran three hours, 24 minutes. Like 24 minutes is a, a, a big miss. So I hired a new coach, I put a plan in place, and I hammered down for nine months until my next race, and I ran a 256.27. So it's like, I have failed so many things and so many times, like in business, for example, I've, I've messed up and missed so many times. Ranger school, I failed two phases. I spent 145 days in a 61 day course because I failed two phases. But like, if there's anything that I'm, I'm good at, and not many things, it's that, I'm very, I'm very, very committed and disciplined. That is like, and consistent. Consistency is literally one of my only strengths. When I graduated high school, there was no reason I should have built a business and done some of these things, but I'm just so obsessed with goals and consistent with it. And when I finally realized that that actually works, I was like, that's my secret sauce. Like that mm -hmm. works for me, I'm just gonna keep that up. When you look at, uh, so speaking of your business, so, you know, you're in uh, the, the sports nutrition game and it's really, it's a crowded field, right? How, mm -hmm. it's been, but you've been around 10 years. How do you, how do you consistently find ways to stand out? How do you ensure that your brand elevates above other ones? Uh, because, you know, look, sometimes these brands are not, they're kind of bullshit. I'm not it's clearly, yeah. you know, and you know it because you're dealing with it and you also have to find ways to you know, ensure that people know that you're, you're for real and like you're living it. And it's not just some quick, you know, get rich, quick scheme. It's like at 10 years, you can't really say that, but do you know what I mean? Like these things pop up all the time. How do you make sure that you're still, you know, rising above that, or you're just putting that noise away or at least telling, getting people on board to let you know, like, Hey, by the way, we've been around, we're not going anywhere. Here's what we stand for. Here's our, our morals. Uh, yep. I just, I don't know. I feel like that's a big question. People are always asking me uh about companies and brands and which ones to you know to trust i mean when i first got in the market in 2012 everyone told me you're crazy because it's a very competitive market and i knew it and at the time my competitive advantage was every other brand in 2012 was launching products with proprietary blends right and all these all these products that were getting popped positive for banned substances so like that was for me back then my competitive advantage it was no proprietary blends and no banned substances and over the years that has stuck true to our values there's three things that like separate bpn it's one product two brand three people in terms of product uh there's a story behind everything we launched we didn't launch with 
15 SKUs. We've launched one SKU at a time based off of a story behind that product and testing every single ingredient individually before putting it into a formula. We're enrolled in the informed sport testing program. So all of our products are tested third party for banned substances. So professional athletes, law enforcement, military, NCAA can all take our products and trust it. You know, over 10 years and people using the products over and over again, they know that they work uh, and they know they taste good. And we have a lot of you know, credibility through reviews on our website to kind of prove that. So the product, my bread and butter, and that's what the brand was built off of. So I built a product first and then built a brand. So the brand, the BPN, I mean, our tagline is go on more. And so many people have bought in and believe in that message and mission that we have thousands of people that have the go on more tattoo on their arm across their body. And we know like who we're selling to, we know what we stand for. We, we don't sacrifice or bend that for anyone or anything. And for the last 10 years, I've been head down building this business, building this brand for the consumer that I was and I wanted to be. And a lot of people resonated with that. So the brand has this very strong story of me building it while I was in the military in South Korea, you know, transitioning out of the army, bootstrapping it with my brother and documenting that whole journey. So like every part of building this business has been documented on YouTube. Uh, and we, it, there wasn't really intention behind that. In the beginning, we were just filming and documenting and creating because we loved what we were doing. Yeah. So, so we have the product. I love it. Yeah. It's like, I love every part of it. This is what I wanted to be doing in 2012. I went to school for nutrition. And I remember me and my brother sat down with a marketing agency in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, because we couldn't figure out how to sell more than one bottle of pre-workout every other day. <laughs> and they said, what's your, what's your ultimate goal with this business? And I said, if we could do 20 orders a day, like, that's all we need. And that is like a dream come true. And they said, Nick, I don't think we can help you do that with your budget. I was like, oh shit. So I just went that back to building it organically. And you know, to say like you have a strong culture in a business, I think a lot of people say that, but if you ever get the opportunity to come to Texas and be in Austin and come meet the team and see our gym and, and meet the employees, like you can feel the energy. The people that work for BPN, have moved across the country with their families for this job to be a part of this community, be a, to be a part of this mission and what we're doing. And it's absolutely amazing to see and be a part of. So between product, brand and people, I believe like we have the, the, the formula to build a very strong legacy brand that I, I knew would take a long time. And I still think we're just scratching the surface, but we make very strategic and deliberate decisions that we we know might slow our growth, but it's building the brand that we're gonna be really proud of in 10, 20 years. Yeah, I think that, that that definitely is a difference maker, right? Like the folks that are just willing to sell out anything to to make it one more day to the people that are like, look, you know, we're gonna make decisions that may not be fantastic in the short term, but over time they're gonna pay off and they're gonna they're gonna also bolster who we are in that mission. And what what is the mission? That that's you know, I think does that tie into go one more? Like, I'm curious as to what the mission statement would be of the brand. Yes, we, we, we provide our community with the tools, resources, and knowledge to go one more every day. And this is why it's more than a supplement company in terms of like resources and tools. One of those being products. One of those is content through social media, through our website, through YouTube, through our podcast, uh, and the resources of, of community as well. So bringing these all together to help people optimize their life to go one more, not just in the gym. I mean, go one more is not just an extra mile on a run. And it's not just an extra rep in the gym. So you apply it to everything. 
in terms of like when you're having a, a shitty time in your job and you feel like you need to quit and this project isn't moving forward. Well, it's like just apply going more and stick it out and push further. And you don't know what's on the other side of that obstacle of that speed bump. This brand, this company is much more than supplements. We, I truly believe like we are transforming and changing lives with more than the products, but it's the content, it's the stories, it's the mission, it's the community. It's not always about going balls to the wall all the time. Sometimes it's about just building up or, and that's, you know, a lot of people do that even with just regular training. Like, well, I'm not sore, so I didn't work out hard enough. It's like, that's not the point. Like, it doesn't always yeah. have to be, you don't always have to crawl out of the gym or like be, be like, you know, stretch it out. Like it's okay to listen to your body, take care of your body and build up to things, uh, you know, in a strategic way. So no, I, I do, uh, no, I get it. That's, that's really cool. Um, how about your, where can we find you on social? You're at uh, BP, is it BPN subs? Yeah. BPN subs.com. That's our website. And then, uh, on YouTube, my YouTube channel has literally my last eight years of my life documented. Uh, so I have like almost 800 videos on YouTube, literally documenting, building the business, all, all the races I've signed up for, uh, the, the journey of like what I've been eating, how I've been training. So YouTube is one of my biggest platforms. Uh, and then Instagram, it's, it's Nick Bear Fitness, and I run a podcast called the Bear Performance Podcast. Uh, with your permission, uh, I want to definitely throw in some B-roll of, of the of your of, of uh, the YouTube channel just to to let people know. I'll definitely link to it too. I want to make sure that the, I'm going to check it out myself. Like 800 hours. That's what's uh, eight, eight, 800 videos. Oh, okay. Eight, I was eight, like, holy eight, shit. 800 videos. Like, I don't know if I have that much time, but like, but uh, it's, it's hours and hours and hours of content. That's awesome, though. But that's really cool. But you said it, man. Like, it's the, and that, that, the other cool thing about it is all you were doing is documenting your life, right? You're documenting what you were already planning to do. So many. Uh, folks now that get into this game, like I've, I've talked to them, like they're like, dude, I don't know what I'm gonna do for content tomorrow. I gotta come up with a skit. I gotta wear like a Viking helmet on my head or something. And I'm like, damn, dude, like that just seems like a lot of work for nothing. Whereas you're like, I'm gonna train and I'm gonna show you how I train. We're gonna get to this uh, sub three uh, sub three hour mark and I'm gonna show you how to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not like uh, we're not an entertainment fitness like content media company we are like we just document our journey towards different challenges but it's not like the clickbaity entertainment challenge type no i hear you but of course i get it like you want to you know you, you want to be strategic in what you show people because you don't want to have them sit there and see every single thing you want to give them the crux of it and so a lot of times it's in the editing for sure um no, man, listen, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time today, really. And uh, also, like, thanks for your service. Uh, I know today is a very, uh, you know, it's, it's Veterans Day. Just thank you. Uh, you know, obviously people like you are, uh, we, we all owe a debt of gratitude. So thanks a ton, man. Um, thank you. Look, look, and if it's cool, I'd love, to, uh, I'd love to catch up again sometime. I'd like to take this in, process it, transcribe it, put some stuff together, and then I uh, would love to do, a, uh, do another catch up. Absolutely. If you're ever in Austin, uh, let us know. We got a badass gym here. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. Got a good team. Oh, cool, dude. I'll take you up on that for sure. All right. Hey, man, thanks again. Thank you. All right. Later, Nick.